Welcome to the Prime Life Project Podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to the channel. I'm your host, Daniel James. And if you're new here, welcome. If you struggle around this time of year due to Valentine's Day and feel unrealistic pressures to have a girlfriend, be in a relationship, be married, engaged, all of this stuff, I know all too well how that feels. I have been there for most of my adult life. I was single, and when I did get into relationships, I messed every single one of them up. Today, I want to share with you three things I wish someone had told me before I got into a relationship so that I could show up as the best version of myself and actually make it work. So the first thing is self-reflection, self-reflection above everything, because relationship transformation starts with you. You have to become a better version of yourself before you get to the relationship that you want. You have to become the person that can attract the, the, the opposite number, the, the opposite person that you want into your life. All too often, we're bumbling around life. Well, yeah, but when I get this person, I'll sort my life out or I'll change for the right person. You have to change first and then you will attract that person into your life. Because before seeking partnership, whatever that looks like for you, you need to know what is truly essential for your happiness. You don't want your happiness to rely on this other person. I'll be happy when I'm in a relationship. No, no, no. What makes you happy? What makes you tip? Once you figure that out, it will make getting into a relationship a lot easier, smoother, and more importantly, it will not make you dependent and reliant on them. But here are some constructive self-reflection questions that you can ask before you seek a partner. Take some time to look over these. Get a pen and paper. And the more time, energy, and effort you put into these questions, I guarantee you, the more you'll get out of them. Some of you will just skip straight through them. That's absolutely fine. Some of you won't even do them at all. That's also fine. But if you genuinely are in a place where you're struggling, this or these self-reflection questions will be game-changing for you. Number one, what kind of supportive, nurturing dynamic am I hoping to have from a romantic partner? What specific qualities seem most important? Second question, what relationship habits have I struggled with in the past and how can I work to improve these? So for example, it could be you, you, you like to argue with your partner just to show that they care. It could be that. It could be that you didn't spend enough quality time with your partner and you know I've been guilty of that. Maybe you um, communicate with your ex-partners. Whatever it is, what relationship habits have you struggled with in the past? It could even be just showing up and being present. That could be something there that you struggled with. How much alone time or independence do I need in order to feel happy and grounded in a relationship? I know exactly how much time I need to be by myself. And I know because I start to feel different. I start to feel aggravated. And I'm then able to communicate that with Katie and say, listen, I need some time by myself. I can communicate that. There's no set time. Oh, it's three days. Oh, I, after three days, I need some alone time. It's not that at all. But I've come to realize how it feels when I am spending too much time with her so that I can communicate that so she knows that I value my independence. But more importantly, I know that I value my independence. What attraction factors matter the most? People hate talking about this, but we need to get real here. Are you attracted to the physical, emotional, intellectual, spiritual, financial? What factors matter to you the most? Get real and get honest. Because we can say that we want one thing, but really want something else. No one needs to know the answers to this. This is for you and you alone to get clarity. Next, what insecurities may I still need to overcome so they do not strain further relationships? And how can I better address those? What insecurities do you have? Is it abandonment issues? Is it not feeling good enough, not being worthy? What is it? What insecurities may you still need to overcome? It could be about your body. 
But again, ask yourself the questions. What boundaries or standards do I need to uphold consistently about how I allow others to treat me? We're going to dive into that in another section towards the end of this. That's really important. So you're asking yourself, like, what boundaries and standards do I need to uphold for me, for, for your own safety, for your own mental well-being, so that you can show up as that best version of you? And then finally, what inner work do I think is vital before I can show up fully as an emotional, available, loving partner? Everyone says they want an emotionally loving, supportive partner. But I question, if you are not, uh, if you don't have that emotional intelligence yourself, you're not going to attract that because people who are emotionally available aren't going to be attracted to people that aren't emotionally available. So if you keep picking the same guys or same girls that are emotionally unavailable, is it because you are unemotionally avail- emotionally unavailable yourself or haven't worked through some of those, those that emotional intelligence? Because we always like to point the finger and blame the other person. However, we have to start taking some responsibility. So that's the first key point here. The second one is unpack your baggage. We need to unpack your baggage. What experiences or examples have shaped your views on relationships so far in your life? The reason potentially why you struggle with relationships is because you have a warped view of what relationships should be like. So we need to actually start to question, well, what are my views on relationships? What do I think relationships should be? Maybe it was a divorce in your family. Maybe it's past heartbreak that you're now taking to every other relationship since then. Or it could even be your friend's struggles. So maybe you've been single all your adult life, but you see all your friends. You come from a um, divorced parents and you see all your friends struggle and torture about their partners and how they're always unhappy. And that's then tarnishing your view on examples of relationships so far. And then ask yourself, what caused your needs or expectations to evolve over time? Why is it important to understand? And then what I'll do is I get a spider diagram. Write relationships in the middle and for 10 to 15 minutes, brainstorm everything that comes to mind, both positive and negative when it comes to relationships. What you're then going to be left with after this, you've done this diagram is your paradigms. Your paradigms are your programs, your beliefs, your habits, your self-image when it comes to relationships. Because what happens on a conscious level, we think one thing, but our subconscious programming determines the reality of a situation. So what we need to do here is just brain dump, just get it on paper, and you'll be faced with your paradigms, your programs, you'll see it all there, you'll see all the beliefs about relationships, and then you can start to question, where has this come from? Do I believe this? Do I need to drop this? Is this hindering me? Is this helping me? Is this supporting me? Just start to get really curious with some of these things and then you can start to unpick them. You can start to rewrite the narrative. This is such a powerful exercise to do when it comes to anything, not just relationships. If there's something that you're struggling with and you want to know what you really think about it, do a spider diagram. Write the thing in the middle and then draw and just write whatever comes to your mind for 10, 15, 20 minutes. And when you think you've got everything, I challenge you to find three more things to write down because that's where the juice is. And then finally, what are your non-negotiables? What are your non-negotiables going into a relationship? Get clear on your non-negotiables. What are you no longer willing to compromise on? So your non-negotiables are things you will not compromise on. I simply will not compromise on these. For examples examples of these could be personal connection. Like you have to actually connect with this person. Whereas before, maybe they looked great, but there was no connection there. Or it could be intimacy compatibility. Let's be real, sex is amazing. If you've heard my story, you'll know that's a big part of the struggles that I went through. But for me, sex is still really important. And compatibility when it comes to sex is a huge thing for me. And I'm not going to pretend it's not. That's non-negotiable for me. How about specific communication styles? Maybe get triggered by being spoken to in a certain way. Again, we need to know this. It's non-negotiable. How about family values? It's, first of all, how do they treat their family? Is that important to you? Do they want a family? We need to get really clear on these non-negotiables because if you really want a child and the other person really doesn't, 
that is going to spell disaster. So let's get really clear on these non-negotiables. How about trust, reliability? Are they driven about the future or are they kind of bobbing along? I can't answer this for you, but you need to get very clear on your non-negotiables. What are things that you are not going to negotiate on? The non-negotiable, it is what it is. Like if this person um, is any signs of untrustworthiness or they I spot them lying or whatever it is, gone. Because a massive trigger to me in the past. And finally, what boundaries regarding harmful behaviors or bad, uh, hard limits are you, again, not wanting to compromise on? So patterns you refuse to repeat. It could be alcohol, it could be drugs. It could be anything, a whole host of things. It could be food, things that you know are harmful behaviors to you. The person could have a real sweet tooth and you know that, again, you've had a history of uh, eating disorders, really struggling with that. So this person could be, or they could, be, they could be obsessed with the gym and that could also be a trigger for you. That could be a harmful behavior for you. It could be alcohol. On the first date, are they just smashing alcohol, tequilas, shots? You're thinking, wow, that's really not something I'm into. Again, it could be smoking. Whatever it is for you, you've got to get really clear on those non-negotiables. Because then once you get clear on all these things, yourself, number one. The second thing is um, any of this baggage that you've got around relationships. And then thirdly, what are your non-negotiables? You can then start to show up in the dating world with a real clear picture of this is what I'm looking for. And it's not having unrealistic expectations. It's just understanding this is what I'm willing to compromise on. This is not what I'm willing to compromise on. These are really important values for me. And you then also, by doing the first exercise, know yourself. You know yourself, you've done the work to unpick why it's failed before, so then you know what you bring to the table. And then it becomes a lot clearer when other people haven't really done the work and they're repeating bad habits and patterns. And again, they're straight away just talking badly about all their exes and doing that they're always, it's always someone else's problem. But when you've actually done that work to take responsibility of the issues that you've had in past relationships, it really allows you to show up to the dating scene completely differently. I do hope if you're in a relationship, you've had a fan you have a fantastic Valentine's Day. Uh, and if you're single, I hope that you find whatever it is that you're looking for. Take it from me. Doing the inner work is the hardest thing you'll do, but it is also the most rewarding. Until next time, take it easy.